0: Welcome back to the Texas Private School Podcast. I'm your host, Walker Lott. And right now, the only host. Uh, as you know, around this time, colleges have their final exams and we are all busy studying for hours. And that's why you only see me on screen because I'm gonna go straight into our two interviews to start our spring summer tour of all of the private schools that we can. And that is with Brian Brazis Christian and also Houston Second Baptist. Both were great schools and had beautiful campuses, and the people I met at both were extremely, extremely nice. I'm looking forward to going up to DFW tomorrow to continue our spring tour and just keep it going, you know? We have schools lined up for Wednesday, Thursday, and also Friday, so we have a heavy schedule of schools to go through and we're gonna try to get as many as we can done and you know, visit as many as we can over this one week and of course come back over the summer and go see as many other schools as we can. Uh, we also have a lot of stuff in the works uh, to build the community for this in over the summer and we're really, really excited for that. So we have a lot of plans that we wanna try to get done. So hopefully we can get those to actually happen and come to fruition. So be on the lookout for that over the summer. Um, I want to say also congrats to everyone at the track meet, the state track meet. Uh, I heard it was a lot of fun and really, really good competition throughout the state. Um, I, cu- I tried to keep up with it as much as I could, but you know, with all the events and everything going on, it was really hard. So yeah, I just wanted to shout out all those guys and girls who competed at the state meet. You know, it was always cool back in high school to hear how everyone else did. So uh, good job to everyone who competed and congrats to all the winners as well. Uh, also other current events, as you know, the NFL draft was this past weekend and we had two draftees from private schools, I believe, um, and surprisingly, they are from the same school, uh, Jalen Waddle and Walker Little from Bel Air Episcopal. Waddle went to the university of Alabama, of course, and he went sixth overall to the dolphins. He's going to be a big time weapon for two over there at the dolphins. So it's going to be really exciting to see. And then Walker Little, uh, who's from Stanford, uh, went 45th to the Jaguars. So he's going to be protecting Trevor Lawrence now so that's really big time for him and Waddle uh, the other one also from Bel Air Episcopal, he did not get drafted but the former five-star defensive tackle from Bel Air Piscopal as well Marvin Wilson got an undrafted rookie deal with the Browns and I believe that paycheck was massive and one of the best of any of those guys who got undrafted so congrats to all three of those guys from Bel Air Piscopal very proud of those guys you know just representing private school at the next level not even that the next level after that um so yeah that's pretty much it for me i uh, just wanted to update y'all on some future uh, stuff for this podcast and talk a bit of current events um very very excited to continue this spring summer tour and ready to hit the road tomorrow so thank you for everyone supporting this podcast for the past few months you know we haven't been the best at doing uh a very consistent schedule of uploads, but we really do appreciate the support and I'm really excited for the future. Also, I wanna shout out the new TikTok we made. I'll have it on the screen. Uh, every every place I'll go to, I'll hopefully have like a video uh, from tiktok to show off their campus and some of the athletes from that campus from that school actually so i think it'll be really cool you know just another media form that we can have um yeah so without further ado here are the two interviews with uh brian brazos christian and houston second baptist
1: Hello and welcome back to a very special episode of the Texas Private School Podcast. Me and Walker are down here at Brazos Valley Christian in Bryan, Texas. And we have an interview with three special people, including the head coach and two star players. Coach Hoff will let you introduce yourself first, and then we'll let your players introduce themselves.
2: Uh, I'm Coach Hoff. I'm the head football coach at Brazos Christian School.
1: Levi,
3: okay. <laughs> I thought we were going to go like this. Oh, yeah, yeah you one. go, you go. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. Levi Hancock, quarterback
1: and defensive end at Brazos Christian School.
4: Isaac White, safety and slot receiver at Brazos Christian School.
1: Guys, thanks for that. And we are very excited to be down here. We've heard a lot of good things about this school. Uh, Coach Hoff, I'll actually start with you. Uh, what drug you down here to Brazos Christian, and what can you say about the community aspect of the school and how you've liked it so far?
2: Uh, yeah, um, I, I took this job back in 2018. Uh I uh, left uh, Houston Baptist University to become the head coach here, and uh, what drove me here uh, was, was hearing from other coaches, including another coach on Houston Baptist staff who had coached here before, Burl Jordan, and uh, it was just how awesome the community here was, and uh, that was a huge selling point because uh, I was looking to get married at the time, and, and my wife and I were looking for a place where, where we could settle down and, and, and build a community and be a part of that.
1: No, Exactly. Um, There's one thing I want to hit on your pinned tweet on Twitter is a reply that says, if you're still debating whether defense wins championships, you are ignorant. You are dumb, period. That's from 2019. That's something that really stuck out to me that I liked a lot. Uh, How do you think that quote describes your overall philosophy as a coach?
2: You know, um, it it goes back to. uh my time as a defensive coordinator I was at Northland Christian a few years back when we won a state championship and uh, our offense and defense were were tremendous that year and that pin tweet was actually a response to uh, somebody talking about uh, Tom Brady being the the, the greatest of all time but I felt like we were leaving out and not that he isn't but I thought we were leaving out how important defense was in that equation that year we won a state championship on on a on a goal line uh, stop and so in the fourth quarter and so to me and to all my players and and moving forward we felt like if you want to win you got to win on defense no for
1: sure that makes a lot of sense walker even anything for coach off
0: i mean yeah how is it you know this like what we're talking about you know this program has been on the rise a couple of years you know you're finally getting the field you know we just we were outside just a bit ago just looking at that field and how much this program has been on the rise how much uh effort has been put into this program to succeed for the future
2: Uh, A lot of blood, sweat, and tears over the years and uh, just a lot of investment, um, not just for me personally, but the coaches, the whole community. Um, Our guys are getting up early in the morning lifting weights. You know, Levi and and other guys are here at 630 in the morning uh, just about every day before school. And uh, our community is is really deeply invested. And, you know, this will be my fourth year, and I think fourth year is when you're going to see a lot of those investments uh, start to pay off.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, we were talking about it earlier, like, you know, Uh, Like for Tyler, you know, there's a lot of private schools in that area. Fort Worth especially, there's five on my street. I mean, in this area, you know, you have one or two, two, like three, but this is like probably one of the bigger ones. How is it because you have everyone from pretty much College Station, Bryan, you have Hearn, Caldwell, even Navasota if you want to drive that far. Like how is it having that many, that group of, uh, I guess, towns come together for one school?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a completely different feel being in Bryan College Station and, and really having uh, predominance over the Brazos Valley. If you want to play 11-man football in, at a private school in this area, uh, it has to be Brazos Christian. There aren't any other options. And because of that, we do draw. Uh, we've got multiple kids who drive from Caldwell, who drive from Navasoto, people who drive 40, 45 minutes just to come be a part of this uh, because what we're building here is really special. Awesome.
0: You know, let's, let's go talk to y'all now. Okay, so Levi, I'll start you off. You know how is this like your first year here, you know, talk about like you growing up in this place, because, you know, uh, just talk about coming to, uh, coming to brass as Christian and just how that's impacted you and, you know, just all of that.
3: Well, um, this, this will be my third year here, uh, senior year. And to be honest, I didn't really want to come here. Yeah. Uh, it was actually my older brother. Uh, he wanted to, come to a school cause we'd been homeschooled our whole lives. He wanted to be at a, a real school, we right. called it for his, uh, final year in high school. And I didn't really want to, but since he wanted to, he had,
0: he had the older brother yeah. privileges. So, you know, it gets what he gets. He so did. how was that change for you? Because I mean, I, you know, I have of course never experienced that, but it must be a big change for you being around people during school. How was that adapting to that?
3: Um, It was pretty quick here, honestly. Everybody was really accepting really fast, and I loved it from the start. Uh, Even though I was reluctant at first, Mm -hmm. I I really loved having friends around me and not just me and my brother at home all day. Absolutely. So uh, I'll go to you now. So you kind of had the
0: same thing as him. You kind of just came here the past couple years and had to adapt the same thing. So talk about your journey here to Brazos Christian and uh, how you had to adapt.
4: Yeah, so I'm a senior, I'll be graduating pretty soon, and this is only my second or my first full year at Brazos Christian. And then when I transferred here my junior year, it was pretty hard transitioning from a school that had 2,000 people in the high school, because I went to College Station High School, to transitioning to a school that had like 120 people. And so that transition was pretty hard and just kind of like figuring out like who I am and who I want to hang out with. And I was at the school for less than a month and then Levi, Started talking to me about football, and then we went on the field and threw. And then when senior year came, it was just amazing. We just had a great experience, and it was awesome.
0: Yeah, talk about that. Like, how has, has the game of football been a love for y'all since, like, beginning, since y'all been playing sports when you are younger? Is this something that's kind of risen in the past couple of years? Uh, you can start us off.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been my whole life for me. I've played since Pop Warner when I was six, and I've played every year since then. And I never played another sport. Until track in high school, Uh, I was just football because that's really the only sport that I really loved.
4: Absolutely, Isaac. Yeah, kind of same for me. I started playing like flag football when I was about seven, and then once I was about twelve, I transitioned to Pop Warner football, and then going through high school um, in public school at a big school, I was just on like JV. when I transferred here, that was my first year. Or last year was my first year of like varsity football, and that change was awesome.
0: Absolutely. let's now talk about the past season, you know, coach, you can start us off. How was last season? You know, you win to playoffs and then, you know, you had to uh, f- unfortunately have to go against the state championships in Shiner St. Paul that second round, you know, talk about this season highs, lows, and just everything.
2: Sure. Uh, Man, it was a season where there was a lot of times where we felt like we, we just came up short in, in some tight games. You know, we think about losing to Cypress Christian team that was a classification above us and went to the state championship and we lost by one score. You know, and losing to Shiner St. Paul, having a chance to tie the game in the fourth quarter uh, with a fourth and one inside the 20 yard line. And and other part of that storyline is I was not at that game. I had COVID. I was sitting at home in the living room watching, uh, was not able to be there, was not able to coach. Uh, for me, it, it led me feeling like things were, were very un, unfinished. And uh, we have a really huge class coming back. I think we have 14 returning uh, seniors. I think we have 18 returning starters. And uh, you know, for us, uh, we have our set, sights set very high. And, and we were that close to Shiner St. Paul. They're the gold standard for our level. Uh, we felt like we, we dealt with them blow for blow. And we felt like no one else in our classification actually did that.
1: Absolutely. Wes, you have any questions about that? Yeah, I was going to ask. I was going to mention that Shiner St. Paul seems to have um, set itself as the perennial powerhouse in this division. I was going to ask, what do you think you can do as a as a culture and a team to uproot that powerhouse? Because it seems like y'all have been knocking on the door for a couple of years now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um you know, credit to them first and foremost. Uh, they're the gold standard because they've made themselves the gold standard. Uh, what they do uh, really well is is they they pound the rock better than anyone at our level. And uh, it, it's really hard to prepare. You know, it's it's not like the veer option, but in some ways it is because uh, to, to deal with that speed, uh, how hard and how well they execute, can be really hard. And, you know, we were fortunate to play them twice this past year uh, and, and got a lot better the second time for that reason. No one else plays at their speed or their physicality and their type of offense. So it comes down to being able to stop the run. We felt like we could score on them. We felt like we had enough athleticism on the perimeter, and I think we showed that through two games. And that last game, it was it was pouring rain, and we still found a way to score, and despite being a, a pass-heavy spread offense team. So it's it's definitely a clash of styles in that we're playing spread offense against a run-heavy defense, but it does come down to, can you control the line of scrimmage? Can you find a way to stop them? And, and we made huge leaps and bounds in, in stopping the run. And really grew up up front and, and if we can continue on that path uh, the key to beating them the key to winning any championship what well, we started off with it's defense and it's being able to stop the run and if we can do that we feel like we definitely can score and win
1: yeah I was going to mention I think if any team and any coaching philosophy is set to beat a team like Shiner St. Paul I think it's your philosophy and your team moving forward so I, I would be interesting to see how that plays out this next year but while we're on the subject of defense uh, Levi I want to turn it to you not Levi, I'm sorry. Isaac, I want to turn it to you. Um, I watched your tape, and as a former strong safety myself, I absolutely loved it. Uh, you fly to the ball with reckless abandon, and you seem to have a sense of where the play is going at all times. Just out of curiosity, offhand, do you know how many tackles you had this past year from a safety position? Um, 114.
4: 114.
1: You know how many tackles for loss? Not the exact. 12. People don't do that from the secondary position. And I wanted to ask, how do you think you found yourself at the play so often, getting your nose in the football and just blowing through these guys' legs and torsos and just eliminating plays?
4: Yeah, like kind of like you said, I always just kind of like know. I just have a feel for like where the ball will be and just kind of know. But also my coach also set me up in great positions. Like I am a safety, but I kind of was like a hybrid linebacker at times and would line up closer to the line of scrimmage than a safety would. And it's just kind of just getting in there and just kind of making plays, just just not really caring about my size and just going to making the tackle.
1: No, I agree. You you strike me as someone in football for sure. There are kids that have that it factor, and there are kids that don't. You definitely fall in that category of kids that have that it factor. So I really enjoyed watching your tape. And there's a reason we gave you Taps Division Four Defensive Player of the Year, and it was well-deserved.
4: Thank you.
0: I mean, absolutely. Like you, like we looked at the stats of everyone in Division Four as much as we could, and I, like, we literally were just like, "How can we not give it to this dude?" Like, it was the stats were just insane, and like I really had to check him. I was like, "Is this actually like the real deal?" Because I was like, "There's no way." And then we looked into it, and we were like, "Wow!" And after watching the film, just like he said, like, it, it was insane to watch, man. Uh, yeah, let's talk about now. Let's go back to that. Let's talk about you. QB1 and also playing the other side of the ball. How was it for you this year? You know, what did what you learn? Uh, just talk about your past year, man.
3: Um, I would say for quarterback especially, it was a huge learning experience since it was my first time ever playing or starting as a quarterback in 11-man football. Um, I felt like I progressed as the season went on, but there's still a, a ton of room to improve. Uh, defensive end, I had played before, so I was a little more comfortable there and um i'm i'm excited to play it again i just it was tough to balance oh conditioning do you, on
0: do you like like be, do you like being on one side of the ball or do you like being or do you, does it matter you no. just like playing ball
3: yeah i mean i always want to be in i hate when i'm tired and i feel like i need to come out but I try to stay in as long as I. can. I mean, can. that's
0: what we we're talking about. Like you play offense, defense, and you even play special teams a little bit, and that's something that you're really good at. You talk about your long snapping, and how important is that to you on uh, just playing everything you can and being as be- best you can at it. Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, long snapping's huge for me because I feel like that's the opportunity for me to go D one and play somewhere, which is what I've always had a dream to do. Uh, and I. I come out almost every weekend and practice it, and just try to be the best that I can be at it. Absolutely.
0: You have anything else? All right. Like I was looking at you and on max preps, and you know, I feel like everyone should be updating their stats on max preps. So you did. You were third in rushing in Division Four. Did you know that? You were at 500 rushing yards as a quarterback under under two other guys. I just think that's insane. Just shows your work ethic, and you know. You're just determination to play ball this year. Um, you came from College Station. You know, you came from homeschool. That's a very different, like, talent gap that you both saw for sure. How is it do you think Division 4 or football is played? Like, do you think it's something big? Like, do you think it's – like, what we were talking about, Waco Riker had a guy going to Division 1 football, and they had other guys that, you know, had opportunities to go play at other places. And, you know, I think uh, there's guys at China or St. Paul. I think Zach Johnson, that running back, is a total stud. Um, talking about that, and, you know, me, like, me and my buddy had a conversation about this, that no matter what level of, like, football you play, you're going to find talent. You know, no matter where it is, you're going to find it. Just talk about Division 4 football. Do you think it de- just gets the credit it deserves, or what do you think? You can start it off, either. Okay.
4: Um, I think it doesn't get the credit it deserves. Like, coming from, like, a big school, everyone thinks, like, private school, you know, football is, like, wimpy or like people there aren't as big and yes people in private school aren't as big as a UIL 6A team but like the talent is still there and like and the competitiveness is there it's like of course you don't have like thousands of people coming out to watch these games but in these games there's still a lot of talent and kids that can go play somewhere.
0: Absolutely you want to add on to that?
3: I mean I, I agree with them I feel like usually people think that private school football is just lesser because it's private school football but there's still a ton of talent. And even like, I know um, a lot of my teammates will be like homeschool football doesn't count, but right. It, I mean, yeah, there was still some. That.
0: So like, you came, you came from even a smaller level in mm-hmm. homeschool and seven, like uh, what is it? Six man football. Talk about that going from this and, you know, even talk about like, how does that help you? Or does that hurt you? What is it?
3: Uh, so playing six man really helped me on defense uh, since it's all just open field tackling pretty much every play, and I would say the transition to eleven man it seemed like defense was a little easier and offense was a little harder
0: that's something me. you don't really think about honestly like everyone just like how do, why do you think that
3: uh when I first started playing defense on eleven man at least it seemed like I had help everywhere, which was not the case in six man if you if you uh you know blow your assignment then it's a touchdown every right. play and uh you have a little more leniency than 11-man, I'd say. And then offense, I remember the first time I got out there for a scrimmage to play quarterback, I just thought the field looked packed and I had (laughs) no idea what was going on, but I'm getting used to it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, Coach, talk about that. Um, Division four, what do you think? Because, you know, you've you've coached at the college level. You've coached at the higher up in private school. What do you think?
2: brutal honest assessment. Um, I've coached FCS. I've coached a lot of Division three football. I played Division three football, and I, w- I would make the equation similar to Division three football, which is uh, there is an upper echelon to Division three, and there's a lower echelon, and sometimes people only want to focus on the lower echelon. And the reality is, is there there's some schools in D4 that aren't very good, that don't put a good product out, and it's clear that that's just not a big commitment from the school. They're just marching kids out there to play. Uh, but there are other schools out there, you know, and we've mentioned Shiner St. Paul, that they have elevated the level of play at Division Four, and there are schools that are at higher levels that are mesmerized by them every time they play them because they were not expecting that level of physicality or execution. And so, you know, I'm grateful to have a team that good because it forces us to be better. It forces the whole league to be better. You look at the top four of d4 and i think you'll find that they're very competitive even uh with d3 and certainly with uil uh division two and 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 uh, even uh, division three for uil sometimes absolutely
1: and while we wrap up here coach i want to finish with this um what do you have to say about what we should expect next season from brazos christian and the program what it's going to put forth
2: uh, you know, we have high expectations. We really do. We felt like we were knocking at the door, um, being able to compete with Shiner the way we did. Um, and so, you know, this senior group is the first group I've had since they're a freshman. They've bought in wholesale. They've led the way. They've been productive. At uh, Even since they're a freshman, they've been productive, but now they're seniors and they're ready to lead. Uh, we expect to be a very veteran team. Uh, we expect to uh, execute better earlier and and maybe not have to go through some of the early lumps to figure things out Uh, and we put together a really difficult schedule on purpose uh, to challenge us because at the end of the day we want to be strong when the playoffs hit and so um, that's where our eyes are
0: yeah let's uh, I want to talk to y'all for a little bit just about Isaac you know talk about your season as a whole you know looking back at you know your high school football career is done you know what do you take from it um, and just your thoughts on your playing football? Yeah,
4: yeah like, it's sad. Like, I, just, I took f- senior pictures at the field last week and it just kind of like hit me. Like, I, I'm not, I've never played football like again, but this last year was just like awesome. Like coming into it, I didn't like, I wasn't like, I didn't have high expectations of getting 114 tackles. Like I just thought it'd be fun to be part of a brotherhood, like a family and a team. But the season like was amazing. Like Waco Rikers senior night, that game was awesome and just throughout the whole season we just kept pushing and like we lost in the playoffs but I know I think we're only graduating like four or five seniors from our team, and eighteen starters are coming back. So next year, I really feel like this team can go far, and I'll be there for that.
0: Absolutely. Is there a guy um, for both of you? You can both answer. Is think of a guy or two that you think that like you don't we don't have on this pod that like is really important to your team or like kind of doesn't get the recognition they deserve a lot of times. Do what's what, do you have a guy or two you're thinking of?
4: Yeah, I have two. Levi might be thinking of them, but um, Harris Powers and Striker Gay. Um, both linebackers on our defense, like, combined their tackles. I think they had 200 tackles, like, combined. Wow. They're both juniors, and they're they're just dogs, and they will always fight. And so I just feel like they don't get a lot of recognition. Or Well, Stryker got district defense MVP, but Harris, he kind of yeah. – they're just both really good players, and I feel like next year they'll be up here.
0: Awesome. You have, you have anyone else, or you think those guys?
3: Well, I was going to mention from a coach's standpoint it was Bryce mm-hmm. Steele because – I backed him up as quarterback my sophomore year, and this year he really coached me through getting used to playing 11-man, and I, I don't think I would have come along as quickly as I did if it wasn't for his help and him helping me in practice every day That's
0: yeah cool. let's talk about that like you know you know I know your head coach is right there but talk to about talk about your coaching staff what what do they mean to y'all you know just how important are they to your team and how y'all function how the success y'all had this year
3: yeah I mean I love every single one of them our our coaching staff is awesome I it's like every single coach I could hang out with and it would be cool like right. I can just I can have conversations with them and enjoy their company all the time
0: Isaac.
4: Yeah I just feel like our coaching staff's very like personable like we can relate with them and talk to them about whatever and like doesn't matter if it's your position coach or like if I'm like talking with our D-line coach like like we last said we have relationships with all of them and they're, we're just all really close a tight-knit group.
0: Yeah absolutely you know talk about those seniors man uh, and your coaching staff talk and you know Isaac and these seniors what do, they, what do they mean to this program for the future and how they did this year?
2: Uh, the senior group was awesome. You know, uh, obviously this year being the pandemic year and having the challenges we had. And, you know, a year ago at this time we were not in school and we were trying to get kids to work out like virtually or whatever that was. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're in Uh, June, July, August, not knowing when the season's going to start. And, you know, i got to give the credit to the seniors that we worked hard every day without even knowing when the starting line was going to start. Right. And and being able to keep us together. And, you know, we we had a a rough patch in the middle of the year where we lost a few games in a row. And at no point did it devolve into – finger pointing blaming we stuck together as a team that's why we were able to rebound and get some big wins at the end of the year uh so uh, really proud of that senior group and, and and i already mentioned the senior group coming up that we're really excited about and the really big group uh, coming up
0: yeah let's talk about that senior year next year what are your thoughts what do you what do you want to work on this next year and what are your goals for this senior year
3: i mean you have to start off every season with your goal is winning a state championship so that's what it is for us and i'm just really excited to play with the other seniors. We're all really close. There's not like one of us that gets left out. We all hang out together all the time and stuff like that. So it's going to be a really fun season. I can tell already it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah. Do you have any goals you want to do this next year? Like for statistically wise or like for as a quarterback, what do you, okay, let's do this. What do you want to improve on as a quarterback next year? Like, because having to adapt from six man, what is something that you really want to focus on this off season?
3: Um, I would say, throw less interceptions. Yeah, so that's always a good one. One is always too many. And that is true. I would say. That
0: is a, I think that's a great goal.
2: He he only threw five and he had 27 touchdowns and at least two of them weren't his fault.
0: So, five and I mean, fair enough. I mean, good for you. Right. Like that's if that's your one goal. I think that's actually pretty pretty dang good. So.
3: I would say also. uh knowing when my receivers will be open I, right. I would think this year a lot since it was my first year i would wait to see them open until i threw it and it would right. be a little late mm-hmm. sometimes so i i, would I get working work on that and getting it a little earlier
0: yeah absolutely um so yeah so is that mindset of next year just going winning winning the state championship that's y'all's mindset next year awesome anything else no i think i'm good all right you can wrap us up i
4: bet
1: Well, I want to say, coach and players, thank y'all all all for giving us the chance to interview you. We will definitely, like I mentioned, be back here at Brazos Christian. I really enjoyed the sense of community and family y'all brought to the table. But uh, as for us, we've been the Texas Private School Podcast. I've been Wes Tallis and Walker Lott has been himself. Uh, Guys, again, thank you so much for having us. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank you to Coach Hoffmeyer and the Brian Brazos Christian School athletes, uh, Isaac White and Levi Hancock, for having uh so giving us some time to go just interview them and just talk about the next season great campus beautiful campus new field the new field is amazing um it was really really cool to see them and all that so moving on is now our interview with uh houston second baptist thank you to coach purdle again uh for having us out or having me out actually and yeah thank you and now enjoy This episode of the Texas Private School Podcast is brought to you by GoEditGraphics.com. GoEditGraphics create custom sports graphic templates where the user can change the colors, images, and text to make it their own. As you can see behind me, I'm going through all the graphics they provide to the users. They have graphics for football, basketball, baseball, and other sports to choose from, so no matter what, they have you covered. To show how easy it is to use their website, we're going to create a graphic of our own. So let's get started as you can see we chose this template all you gotta do is select edit and then go and pick out the photos we want to use for the graphic and logo also that you want to use we are doing my old high school teammate tyson flowers who's going to be a senior next year so now the photo is in there and all you have to do is center it up and do the same thing for the logo as well. It's so easy to use. All you have to do is find that logo and your photo you want to use and just plop them in there and you're done. So moving on to the next step, what you do is you go ahead and select text and then you just type whatever you want into those boxes and boom, there it goes. You can make the font bigger or smaller depending on what you prefer and then you move on to the colors. We I did of course blue, black, and white since those are my old alma mater's colors and then all you gotta do is select export and you're done. You can do export it to your computer or you can export it and share it to Twitter or Facebook easily. Their showcase package is designed to meet the graphic needs of the entire athletic department. The elite package is specifically created to help high school athletes with their recruiting process. Luckily for y'all, I got yourselves a deal for the showcase package. So if you mention the Texas private school podcast, you will receive $25 off the showcase package. Go edit graphics is a great way to highlight all your sports and athletes. Check them out on Twitter at GoEditGraphics or visit their website, GoEditGraphics.com to schedule a demo. Now, on to the rest of the podcast. Howdy, and welcome back to the Texas Private School Podcast. I'm your host, Walker Lott. I'm here with Coach Pirtle, Co- uh, Everett Skillern, Eli Smith, and Bryce Gaines. Gaines? Awesome. You know, thank y'all for coming on during your day. I appreciate it. So uh, let's just talk about the school. You know, y'all have a beautiful campus. I didn't even realize this. You know, my first time coming down here, uh, you can start it off and you can go down the line. How long have you been here? How long have you been at uh, Second Baptist? And just
5: talk about your time here. Uh, I've been at Second Baptist for two years. I came my junior year, and I've loved every moment with Second Baptist, coming from academics straight to athletics. Uh, Everything's been beautiful. Everything's been smooth for me. Awesome.
6: Uh, I've been here since first grade, since I moved down here from New York. Um, it's been pretty smooth sailing, like came up through the academic system, came up through the athletic program here. So it's
7: been it's been a great experience for me as well. Awesome. I've came here for, this is my third year now, since uh, freshman year. I've gone to public school my whole life, and I definitely enjoyed the transition. And just to add, I probably prefer this over Public school, just the environment, everything, academics. It's definitely a great transition. Awesome. Coach? So this is uh, – I just finished my eighth year here. I came from a beautiful school
8: in East Texas, the Brook Hill School. And uh, before that, I was in public school for 20 years. Most of my um, time was spent in Longview at Pine Tree High School and a couple other schools in East Texas. Awesome.
0: Yeah, let's talk about uh, last season. You know, finished 7-1. Great season, honestly. And then, you know, second – what is it? No, semifinal – game against Regents who ultimately won it all. Just talk about your season. Uh, you know, you can start us first. You know, looking back at your senior season, how did it go? What are, you, what are your thoughts, basically?
5: Man, my senior season, it definitely didn't end how I wanted it to end. But still, I'm extremely grateful for it. And I'm extremely glad that it happened, especially with my teammates. We bonded. We formed way better than I you know, would have thought it was coming in day one. I have no regrets over my senior season. And uh, if I could do it again, I would. Awesome.
6: Um, I'd probably say same thing, same thing as Bryce, so I'm a junior right now, but I'd say it didn't end, it didn't end how I wanted and then like throughout the season I was battling different injuries and stuff like that, so there's always, there's always more that I could have done or I felt like there was more that I could have done that could have pushed us further and deeper into the playoffs or even in the state. And so uh, next year I'm just coming out striving for more.
7: Yeah. Um, uh, furthermore to what they've said, I think we're just very fortunate to have the season, uh, regarding all the COVID stuff, we all just battled since uh, August 1st to get out there, summer workouts and whatnot, going up Saturday mornings. So we just been constantly battling, and we uh, ended up playing a great season and looking to add on next year.
0: Yeah. How was dealing with that COVID? Because, you know, I never had to deal with that. Was that hard? I guess, Coach, you can speak more to, like, the coaching side of it, but, like, how was it dealing with that? You know, just how – you know. I know some of my friends back home, like, they – for two-a-days and stuff, they kind of just stayed by themselves, made sure they were – you know, didn't get it or anything like that. How was dealing with that this season? I guess Coach, you could start us
8: off. Yeah, I will say that we were built for COVID. Yeah, this group, the, the way we structure our program, you know, we we divide our kids up into the boat system anyway. So mm-hmm. there was three different boats that we we teach our kids this anyway. So coming in and out of practice every day, they were going in and getting dressed in their boats. The other kids would stay outside and wait till they finished. Uh, so the structure of practice for us was easy because mm-hmm. of the things that we already institute in our program as far as discipline and. You know just being uh, accountable with our teammates that was kind of a wheelhouse thing for us moving in and out of the building every day right some things that were awkward or obviously one friday i remember that i got a um phone call from our you know dean of students saying hey coach you got three no wait five kids that are not going to be with you tonight because wow. of you know, they were at a lunch table with a kid that had COVID. So yeah, the contact tracing. The contact all, tracing yeah. hit us on a Friday. So having to turn the corner quickly sometimes and readjust your game plan was interesting to say the least, and I know that we're not the only program that had to deal with that. And we took – I will say that our school was probably – the most aggressive at getting back in school on time we never missed a day in school right like we just had a thought and a belief that kids needed to be in school absolutely these players deserve to have a senior year and the experience that we're going to give them is we're going to go by the cdc guidelines but we're also going to stretch the you know the what society says and we're going to go to school and we're going to have school in class so i was really proud to be a member of second baptist school at that point knowing that we did it right, and we were able to play as many games or as more games, you know, than anybody this year based on us being aggressive and coming back and believing that we're going to be okay through this, and, and we did, and yeah. we had a great season because of that.
0: Absolutely. I, I like Every time I come down to school, I always like to learn about the environment, like, and all of that, you know. Coach, you can, you can start us off, and then I would love to hear y'all's thoughts. You know, let's talk about this coaching staff you've put together. You know, how, how are those group of guys – how well do y'all mesh? And, like, just talk about the collaboration between all of y'all.
8: I mean, I, I don't know who's got a better coaching staff than Second Baptist. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, because, you know, our defensive coordinator, Keith Page, is unbelievable. I think we've had one of the best coaching uh, defenses in, you know, and unheralded, as they say – Uh, the last three years. I mean, if you look back at what our guys have done, um, you know, as far as denying points, creating turnovers and scoring, I mean, Coach Page has done a tremendous job there. Absolutely. We've got a guy in our secondary who's on the all-decade team at the University of Oklahoma, you know. I mean, who's got that guy running your secondary? We got him, you know. We got a linebacker coach that played as a teammate with him at the University of Oklahoma. And we're talking about Corey Warren and Alan Zeno. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, our offensive line coach is as good as it gets. Yeah. You know, He's a part of our full-time staff here, and Brad Lane's been at the school for 13 years. Our uh, running back coach is one of our Bible teachers, and he's a tremendous guy. Kids love and respect him. d what they call him. He's just one of those guys that all the kids love and does a tremendous job. Yeah, you
0: have something to say about him? Yeah, he, he will. He'll God talk love, about him. He God does, love a, great,
8: he yeah. does well, a great job. Our wide receiver coach is Cecil Shorts III. Mm -hmm. who just got out of the NFL in 2017. Right. I know know that
0: name for some reason, but yeah. yeah.
8: He's a tremendous player. He played nine seasons in in the NFL, and he's our wide receivers coach. Our tight ends coach is Tony Levine, who is the head coach of the University of Houston, formerly of the Carolina Panthers. Dang. Then coached at Auburn and coached at Purdue. Wow. So – we've got some dudes coaching our guys here. like Steven Burris is another defensive coach of ours who's been in the state championship game many times in Tennessee, and he's put many players in the league as a defensive coach. So we got an all-star cast of coaches. Mm -hmm. I just drive the bus and tell the kids where to go, and they do the rest. And they, they are a tremendous group of coaches, and these guys benefit from their expertise.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about them. You know, each of y'all, talk about the coaches that maybe – because, I mean, y'all have position coaches, so talk about them more. But, like, just talk about that relationship y'all have built and just how they how good they are, basically. You can start us off.
5: Um, with me specifically, playing O-line and D-line my two years here at Second Baptist, I definitely formed a very good relationship with Coach Lane and then Coach Zeno as well. Both the two, they pushed me, like, extremely in practice – Whenever I was tired, they kept telling me, "Hey, you got to keep going. You got to get better, for even after Second Baptist and then for Fridays too." Right. Always just made me feel like I was great, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially during just just by ourselves. Even though after practice, talking to him, just everything. Absolutely.
0: Let's talk about it. yeah.
6: Um. So my position coach was D Mac, and like he's he he didn't really play running back, but he was the Bible teacher or whatever, and mm-hmm. so like he what he really helped me with was my developing my character side like right. on the field and off the field and helped me like manage my attitude and stuff like that and then coach shorts and another coach who coach named coach Holmes he they were two big helps to my fundamental aspect and like my tech my my technical and on-field performance and so i owe a lot i owe a lot to them last season and like what they did for me and like it really helped me out a lot
7: right so to add on to what Coach Pertle said about Coach Page, uh, it's great about him. He'll just put you in the right position and all you have to do is go make plays. He always says it all the time, players make plays. And then also to add what Eli said about Coach Holmes, he's been, he's uh, young like us. He knows, he played college football. He knows how to get there. So he would always work with me and Eli always push us uh, in practice and after practice, hold us to uh, kind of a college aspect, hold us to that standard. And yeah, love him for that. Awesome.
0: All right, Bryce, we're gonna talk about you for a second, okay? You know, two years here, two years at Second Baptist. You know, you're going to Villanova now. Talk about you know maybe this last. You already never mind. You already talked about last year. Talk about just your high school football career because you know sadly it's come to an end. But you know you're you're playing ball at the next level for sure. But just talk about your time here at Second Baptist and just overall playing football your whole life.
5: Man. Football, my whole life, It's it's been a blessing all 17 years, however long I played. I can't remember when I started. Probably somewhere in, like, third grade, maybe. Right. And my time here at Second Baptist has definitely developed me so much. Like, I came right. in a pretty good athlete, maybe. I left here what I like to call myself a really good athlete. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Coach Pertle especially, he's definitely defined me as, you know, an athlete more than an athlete. All the coaching staff, just as we talked about, they definitely helped me push me to become, you know, where I was at. I came here, Second Baptist, with one offer. I left with 10. There you, you go. Know? That's just how it what is. What more can you say?
0: Absolutely. Talk about that recruiting process, you know, because during COVID, it must have been very difficult, you know, reaching out to coaches, not being able to take visits. I know for y'all, especially for this 22 class, luckily, you know, it's opening up pretty soon. So that's going to be good. But just talk about the recruiting process in COVID and just, I mean, you're probably having to do Zoom calls a lot of times, but not being able to go to a lot of campuses, so.
5: Yeah. Man, COVID summary was full of Zoom calls, full of just emailing back and forth, a few text messages, can't talk too much. Right. Just a lot of phone calls, a lot of things over the phone, online. Mm-hmm. You know, most camps were canceled, so that cut off some of my communication with some coaches. But, you know, Villanova, they trusted, believe in me. They ran my tape. Right. Talked to me a couple times. They liked me. I liked them. Yeah. Offered, committed, signed.
0: Absolutely. You know, uh, how how excited are you get to getting there to Villanova? Are you excited to go there, man?
5: I'm extremely excited. Yeah. You know, everybody says, you know, we're specifically a basketball school. I'm coming here to prove we're definitely not. Absolutely. We're going to run the CAA, mm-hmm. go for a championship. Oh,
0: okay. Yes, sir. You know, I know you also got another private school guy, right? Irene up in Fort Worth, my area. Oh, you know. Yeah, how is it? And I believe two years ago, a year ago, they had Mitchell Bothwell, the tight end from All Saints, uh, from Fort Worth All Saints. I think he also went to Villanova. How is it? Have you all talked or whatever at Fort Worth? And, you know, have you all been able? Because having two guys from Texas, especially in private school, go up to Villanova there that's pretty cool, you know?
5: Yeah, me and Irene we talk we talk actually daily. Like, right. that's that's my guy. You know, we're both from Texas. He's up in Nolan Catholic. Mm-hmm. We're talking to each other through the playoffs. They made it to the state championship game. We made it semifinals. We was talking through that, everything.
0: Awesome. That's awesome, man. Uh Okay, let's do this. So, looking back, is there, like, one of the things, you know, why we do this is because we like to highlight athletes, and you know, guys who don't really get the mentioned and all that. Is there a guy on this team that, you know, doesn't get a lot of the recognition or the talk about that you think should be on this last team last year?
5: 2021 quarterback Finn Nicholson.
0: I I like him. He had a great year because I believe he came from Bridgeland, correct? Mm -hmm, You know, because – for, because I'm an Aggie fan, you know, Connor. Connor uh, yeah. dude's a dog. But Finn, Finn is a absolute great athlete, and I know he did really well for you all this year. Just talk about him and how well he did
5: this year. When you think of Finn, well, I think of Finn. I think of Finn as a top-tier athlete that should definitely be placed higher on people's radars. Mm-hmm. He's going to Colorado's, Colorado School of Mines. They got a steal on him. He's an absolute great leader, great person, and an even better athlete. Absolutely.
0: You have any other guys that you think that don't get the recognition?
5: Um.
6: I I probably have like three but so one of them's a freshman his name's Hudson Toon. he came in this year after like after I got hurt and he ended up playing the whole year at safety right and so I'd say he did a he did a pretty solid job especially for it being his first year playing high school ball ever and he started right. on varsity and so he did pretty good and then Kyle Cole Morgan, he's a sophomore currently he had a he had a, like amazing season at linebacker this year and was all over the place, making tackles left and right. And then I'd probably say for my third person, Colin Hedges. He was a D lineman. He was hurt a little bit this year, but he's a pretty solid D lineman. And then next probably. Uh, I'd have
7: to add uh, Grayson Kim. He's our number number three receiver, top receiver. And then he's uh, probably what most of uh, the opposing secondaries, they uh, center their game plan around him. You'll never go, you'll never see Grayson one on one or anything. And if you do, you'll see him burnt over the top, exactly. and then, like uh, yeah. Bryce said, Finn will deliver a great ball. And then also, I can speak on him. He does. He's uh, set up to be our salutatorian, four eight GPA, and that uh, speaks on itself. Yeah, his uh, work ethic. So yeah, Grayson Kim.
8: You got any coach? All great guys. Yeah. You know, like Grayson Kim. Like who's sleeping on Grayson Kim? Right. Like the Ivy League is oh. sleeping on Grayson Kim. i I mean, see this too. kid is. This kid's amazing. Like, he deserves, you know, every offer that Eli's getting, which I think he has gotten most from the uh, Ivy League now. Grayson Kim deserves all those as well. Um, mm-hmm. we got a big old kid named Austin Courtney that just – I mean, you know, you're going to – don't sleep on us next year. Right. Because we've got some dudes coming back. We mm-hmm. really do. And guys with some experience, like Austin uh, Courtney, who's started since his sophomore year, or Grayson Kim – Um, You know, he mentioned Cole Morgan. Another kid that was the newcomer of the year in the district was Karsten Chambers. Mm -hmm. First team all-district, outside linebacker, second team receiver. And he's just going to be a junior next year, you know. Like uh, Reed Cordell, our senior senior coming back that's our center, is going to be, you know, the leader of that offensive line. He mentioned Hedges. Um, And we've got some kids that – our, our skill game is still going to be good. Absolutely. It's still going to be really good. So. You know,
0: I think something that's so underrated playing football, I think, is experience. Because having the feel for the game, after, you know, over the years, I think is so important. But, you know, they always say, oh, you're, if you're talented, you're talented. But having the feel of the game, especially for offensive defensive line, for, I mean, from my perspective, I mean, being able to know really kind of what they're going to do before they even do it, like, is so useful, you know. Yeah. so.
8: Yeah, like Regents had a kid number 16 that was really good last year, mm-hmm. right? Like, But our 16 is number three for us. Right. He's the same caliber player as he is in my mind. And uh, so I expect really big things out of him again this year. This will be his fourth year to start, by the way. Mm-hmm. We had a kid graduate here uh, last year that signed with SMU, Dylan Cordell. And I believe I counted up that Dylan started 39 games for us. Wow. But I think Grayson may eclipse him this year. If we play as many games as I hope we will, I think he'll beat him in that record of starting more games than anybody at school here. So,
0: is Isn't 16 for Regents Josh Franklin, the yes. wide receiver?
8: That kid, if he's, he's on that level, that's impressive. That's I love player. Josh. I went and watched uh, – Good kid, good player.
0: Yeah, because I remember uh, – because A&M, like, I went and watched Remington play, uh, what was it, Regents and the – Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, what right yeah. yeah. And I watched him and I went, okay, that did the that yeah. dog. And
8: to me, I think Grayson's yeah.
7: right there with him. That's awesome. Know, and so. Awesome. Return specialist, receiver, threw yeah. him on defense for a few games at corner, went out and performed. Awesome.
0: Uh, let's talk – Eli, we'll go to you now. Eli, you know, you've been getting offers recently. Congrats, by the way. Thank you. But, you know, let's – Talk about your game if someone hasn't seen your tape or something like that or hasn't seen you play live. Talk about your game. What do you think your game – what are your strengths you have?
6: Um, probably my biggest strength is not being brought down at the first tackle. Um, like, at the first at the first contact, like, my best ability is always mm-hmm. to break that tackle and keep on going. And I, I usually break, like, a few tackles before I end up eventually going down if right. I even go down. And so – that's probably that's probably like one of my biggest strengths.
0: Yeah. Like look at like just seeing you when I came in and shake your hand, like you were a bigger dude than I expected. Mm-hmm. Like is that something you've used to your advantage always?
6: Well, yeah, mainly. And then I hope it's something that colleges pay attention to absolutely as well because but the biggest thing like with COVID is no visits in person. So Yeah, I'm guessing yeah, when that hard.
0: what is it, June sixth or something like that? Mm-hmm. When that, that June hit, first. June yeah. 1st? When that deadline hits, I bet you're gonna be touring a lot of places. Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh who has offered you recently?
6: Um, so Columbia, Dartmouth, and UPenn have been like the main, the only people that have offered me. But I've that's had awesome. a few inches from other schools as well.
0: That's really cool, man. Uh, what is something you're really wanting to work on
6: over this for your senior year? I really want to get like my frame bigger. That's yeah. my that's my biggest thing. Get my frame bigger so that I'm so that I have the height to the running back, but also the Absolutely. size as well. And then also, um, I want to get faster as well. And so those are my two main focuses for the summer awesome how what were your stats last year
0: because i know um, i know you sent them to me so i'm like uh i haven't remember them but
8: uh, Eli.
6: last year i had about like 1300 yards with 15 touchdowns and that's pretty impressive man because i remember when we
0: were looking at offensive player of the year you know you were a big guy that we were really looking into for sure and i mean are you are you gonna try to do break break that this year? You get over oh, the eleven yeah, hundred mark? Sure. Yeah,
6: um, definitely. I I hope to I hope to hit two thousand this year. Uh, I I had more yards my sophomore year mm-hmm. on playing more games, and so this year I played about like I played about like seven games or like twenty quarters, so it's like five games, and I had I had thirteen hundred yards in all those five games, and so hopefully I hopefully I can break that in – Mm-hmm. My senior year. Awesome. All right, let's go to you, Everett, because I, like I, you know, that was, you
0: were one of the guys that I knew I wanted to at least come and meet for here at the uh, Second Baptist. You know, seven games, sixty-nine total tackles, two interceptions, four tackles for loss, twelve PBU's, and two forced fumble. Yeah, you you kind of balled out this year, didn't you? Thank
7: you, yes sir.
0: So <laughs> how was this year for you? You know, you know, just talk to me about it.
7: Uh, I think the main thing, like I said earlier, was just getting out there, uh, not knowing the uncertainty of playing. But then once just getting out there, um my kind of my thing is just being hard nose, nose to the football, just going out there. I love hitting people, that's what my favorite part about defense is. And then also showing a little of my coverage skills. that was probably uh a little more underrated that I haven't hadn't had the chance to my sophomore year. Absolutely. Uh
0: looking at your senior year, what is something you also want to work on or something you want
7: to get better at? Um Similar to Eli, probably my speed. That's something I've always wanted to, because I've always had strength. But then adding the speed aspect would kind of make me the complete player. And I've kind of been doing that, uh, running track this year. Me and Eli both will be in a uh, state this Saturday running the four by one. That's awesome. But yeah, working on the speed this uh, off season is probably my main thing.
0: Awesome. Uh, then let's Eli uh, Everett. You can let's talk about this, and Coach. You can of course add on. Let's talk about next year. Um, you know, you're returning a lot of guys like you're saying. That's gonna be big time, you know. Basically, it always comes down to you and Regents in that semifinal game for sure. And you know, they're losing a couple guys for sure. You know, let's talk about what do you think? What are your like? Uh, what's the word? What are your thoughts for next season? What are your goals, I
8: guess? Yeah, we're not even going to think about Regents. Yeah, I was about to say that. Good. We, we gotta we're literally not going to think about it. Our preseason is, you know, we start with Kincaid, who has a Division One running back over yeah, there. Yeah, I'm Gildoing. actually I'm
0: heading down to yeah. Kincaid right after this. Yeah, mm-hmm. they
8: got a great running back. We start our, you know, we're going to scrimmage Episcopal first game, you know, first rattle out of the box. Big time. You know, we've got Calhoun on our schedule again, and when we played those guys last year, you know, they were the number fifth ranked 4A Division One team in the state public mm-hmm. school. Um, which was a real challenge for us. We had five players out, and we still hung with them a little bit. We are looking for a little redemption on that game. So that's a, a big you know, game for us to go down to Calhoun, which is known to have a great atmosphere. Um, and, of course, we want to be strong in district again. Like, we want to be strong in our district and, and continue to play well in district. Um, you know, these kids right here are going to be our leaders next year. They're certainly capable. Um, they're ready for that role, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there's several seniors next year. We're gonna have a good crew of seniors. A lot of guys that have started since their sophomore year are really excited about that. Um, and as we talked about, we've got some sophomores and even a freshman that played a lot for us last year. They'll be stepping up and filling in some gaps for us. We got to fill in for this big fella, you know. <laughs> he was the MVP of the district, you know, yeah. and that's uh, quite an honor for a guy that plays on the line both ways that says a lot about him absolutely you know but I think one of the better things that we'll have next year are these two guys pushing each other you know they're both running backs you know Everett was a second team all-state running back and you think of him as a defensive guy but this guy can't sleep over here like he's got this guy pushing him this (laughs) guy is a dude running the football right Right. like so that's the good thing about these guys and he's also a good safety so back there when he plays safety you know, they've got each other for competition. Right. And when you have competition at a small school, that's the best thing you can have. Absolutely. When, when guys are pushing each other in practice, which we've got scenarios at receiver that are like that. We've got uh, scenarios like an offensive line and defensive line like that. We have great linebackers. Like, you know, we've got more linebackers than we need. Like, <laughs> they've got to compete every day out there to, to get on the field, and we love that. So that's awesome. we want to stay sharp with each other. And then worry about Regents if they come. Absolutely. If they come, they come. Like, And yeah. uh, we, we know who they are. And we definitely know they're, they're going to be waiting on us because they've got a great quarterback. I do. And they'll be there waiting on us. But we're going to fix ourselves before we get there and see where that goes when we get to that time. All
0: right. Do y'all, uh, that's really all the questions I have. Do y'all have anything you also just want to say about your school team, anything like that? Any of y'all? I mean, I know this is kind of just open up for whatever. If not, whatever.
7: Uh, I just think we're going to – we definitely have the capabilities to come back stronger this year. I think we're uh, returning every single skill player except for Finn. But I think our main thing will be replacing Bryce and other of our big guys on the line. So, yeah, I think we're just ready for next year. And to start that game against Kincaid, that was one we were all really uh, excited for this year. Mm-hmm. That's probably the two, two top uh, private schools in Houston, so we're really excited for that one week one. Yeah.
0: Oh, I have a question. I Where should I go eat after this? Like, What's a good place around here? Nah,
7: That's this,
4: yeah. nah, this guy. Yeah? Where
5: you thinking? That's this guy. Yeah, where are y'all <laughs> thinking? Where should I go? Man. uh, i say head down to Cabo Bobs. Mm, I, uh, I, I was about to I say that. that. So I what's was about Cabo say Bobs? Bobs? It's a nice little burrito joint. You you, you <laughs> get some burritos, tacos, bowl, whatever you <laughs> want. It's better than Chipotle. They
6: hand-press so. hand the tortilla in front Ooh. of you. <laughs> put, put all the stuff in. have to head that way
8: then. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm hyping it up. He's expecting a lot now. Since yes. you're your, <laughs> your an Aggie, you got to go to Rose Barbecue, which is right here. Why <laughs> don't, don't, do I have to go there? Don't, don't go there.
6: It's really good stuff.
8: Go
0: you don't to, like it?
6: Go to Cabo Bob's.
0: Go to Cabo <laughs> Bob's? No, <Nah>, don't go. <laughs> all, all right. right I'll, I'll, I'll tweet there. it, and then like I'll add y'all and be like, all right. I'll tell y'all if it's good or not. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, that's <laughs> it. That's it for me. Thank you. Uh, y'all, great. Hope y'all have a great season this year, man. I'll for sure be back down here. I think probably in the, like, probably around two-a-day time. Come see y'all again. Um, Best of luck of Villanova, man. Oh, let's do this. Ugh. Let's do this. Your award. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, I, thought it it on pe- I thought it was pizza. Yeah, it is a pizza box. That's so, <laughs> an award, huh? It was, yeah, it great. great. So let's do this on camera. All right. You, you don't have to worry about that. You can do this. But, oh, so
6: oh, oh, It's all good. Boy. Bro, put it down. I'm what trying to see two. two. Defensive line. Man, that gear. is
5: nice. Yeah.
7: They got that they fancy medal. Hold up, smile I mean, <laughs> that is awesome. You like that? That fancy oh, yeah. metal. Wow. Yeah. See a speech And
0: so like We could talk about it But like on the back You have your Like a navy color For here for Second Baptist So if you want to change it out You can But uh oh, thought, thought it'd be something You could take to Villanova Keep a little bit of Texas In your st- Yeah
8: that be good You know speech. what I'm saying Yeah
0: okay. So let's talk about that You know I appreciate it We'll do one last question Then we'll let you go like, being the defensive lineman of the year, you had a lot of competition against some big-time dudes in Division Two. Like, how was it being one of the best defensive linemen in Houston and just how – like, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool, man, you know?
5: I mean, honestly, I thought about it a little bit at the beginning of the season where I wanted to be amongst all the defensive linemen because mm-hmm. out of all the great defensive linemen in Texas, you know, we're all together. We kind of know each other. Right. Or seen each other, talk to each Camp other a little stuff, bit. stuff, yeah. Yeah. So – Honestly, coming into the season, I didn't think about it. Right. I just wanted to do the best I can. I already knew from the start, from the get-go, that I could be one of the best if I am at my top of the game. And I believe I was at the top of my game, you know, with all my moves, my hand, my feet, mm-hmm. everything. And uh, it's honestly an honor to uh, receive this. So, thank you.
0: Awesome. All right, man. That's Second Baptist. Thank you for your time, guys. Thank you. Sure.
5: Thank you. Thank you.